Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Palmer Grand Podcast. And it's a joyous day. We're back on the winning road again, on the winning train again. Uh, we put Steve Bruce's Newcastle United to the sword in a pretty, uh, I think, a pretty callous and a pretty kind of, um, how am I going to put this? It was like an assassin-like situation. We went in there, we did our business, we took our breeder, and we made sure that they knew who the big brother was in this whole situation. And I'm joined by Paddy today uh, to chat through this. Paddy, how are you doing after that win? Um, good, thanks, Neil. Uh, as expected, we went there and won and could have won. We could have won by more, uh, but happy with the win and the three points and no injuries and on to the next one. Yeah, I think that's actually really important. No injuries, no. Uh, suspensions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as far as I know, like we will, we're not going to get to the amnesty in uh, in March. I think the amnesty is something like the twenty first of March or something like that. So I, I, I don't. Oh, think it's, it, is it's it? Is halfway, it halfway? Isn't it? We have another two games. I think. Is it? Is it? I think Maybe. so. Yeah, I think it's on nineteen games. The amnesty kicks in. Well, that would be good too. Might be the amnesty. Oh, I might be thinking of the amnesty for ten bookings, isn't there? I think there's an amnesty. Oh yeah, that, go- that goes on to. 30 games, I think. Yeah, something like... like in the March sometime. Yeah. Yeah. In, in the March, somewhere in and around there. Right? Mm-hmm. I have a vague memory that we discussed it last year as well and what was going to happen with the amnesty while we were in lockdown. 
Uh, it's, it's nearly a year already, Paddy. It's mad. It's mad. It's mad. So much has happened. So much has happened, but so little has happened in the say. <laughs> We've done so little, but so much has happened, if that yeah. makes sense. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's uh, that that amnesty can't come quick enough, as I say. We've got a couple of important people that are on, on bookings, but today isn't a podcast about the potential pitfalls and the snakes. Today is a, a podcast about the ladders and the beautiful things that we witnessed in that game against Newcastle United. <laughs> uh, 2-0 win, as I say, is an assassin. Like It was uh, it was a very professional win, I think. Uh, we got ahead early and uh, then we basically just controlled the game and, and, and played with them like a cat and a mouse um, for, for the rest of the game. I suppose talk us through the first goal, Paddy. I'm, I'm like delighted for Ali Watkins, but what was what do we text each other when that goal went in? <laughs> Look, I suppose, and those that watched match of the day last night, they had the line in completely the wrong place for offside. Mm. Just you just scratch your head and go, what the hell? Who, who are they employing to do this? Anyway, it didn't matter as the defender got the touch on the ball. In real time, when the ball came across, my natural instinct, because he looked like his arm was out, sticking out, he's, he's offside. And I, I didn't really celebrate but until they tipped off again. But as we all know, apparently you don't have to be uh, onside all the time once a defender hits the ball. Um, so, you know, I thought, I thought he took it. He took obviously he took his final touch. He took it very well. They took the header very well. I don't know for the life of me what Darlow was doing, going for the ball with no hands. Mm. <laughs> Whether he was treating it as a pass back and felt he couldn't, I've absolutely no idea. But look, we won't we won't complain about his mistakes. Uh, you know, it was it was a decent ball in. Uh, defender failed to deal with it, and and Ollie was there to to hit it home, and that's all that matters. That he he. Uh, got that monkey off his back of getting a goal. And uh, I think we settled very well after that. It was a little bit, um, a little bit frantic, I thought, you know, before that. And then once that goal went in, I thought we just bossed the game completely. You know, we put the ball down, passed it around and toyed with them a little bit. So um, it it settled the nerves, obviously, is a very important goal for everybody. So, uh, you know, it's... it wasn't by any means a classic performance, but we just did as much as we had to do. And bearing in mind that the games are coming thick and fast, it's probably the best way to approach it without, like, the whole of the second half, I don't think any player got out of second gear. It was it was just so methodical how we went about our business and we, we let them have the ball because they were doing absolutely nothing with it. Um, but I think for me that the highlight was the second goal. <laughs> Um, not even the absolutely sublime finish with his right foot from Traore. If, if you go back to look at his first touch in, in the move, that little move the ball a yard when the defender was completely unexpected, it was just majestic to watch. Um, he, I think he's going to be a very important player for us. I think the element of surprise is really catching people out. He's just capable of doing anything. So um, delighted for him to get that goal. Again, a second goal of the season with his right foot for those that say he hasn't got a right foot. <laughs> That's us, Paddy. We say yeah. he hasn't got a right foot. <laughs> but look, he, he's he's going to keep El Ghazi and Trezeguet out of that team now. I, I can't see how that's going to change too much 
you know, obviously in cases like yesterday where we had, like we took off that that forward three behind Watkins, like we took the three of them off for a rest. Um, don't think Jack was too happy at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually very funny to watch because I reckon having played every minute of every game, that's obviously what his target was. The season was to continue on. But look, you've got to be mindful of his health and you've got to be mindful of the fact that he's, he's one booking away from a suspension as well. So um, maybe 88 minutes was probably a bit too late to be doing it. But look, uh, there was talks he, he, he had a tight hamstring. Did you say that? Uh, I think it came out afterwards that Dean Smith said that he was a bit worried because uh, that he had uh, he had a bit of a tight hamstring. But um, yeah, I'm not it's... sure I'd have left him on for eighty eight minutes with a tight hamstring. <laughs> but I suppose if your hamstring tightens up in the eighty fifth minute and you take him off in the eighty eight minute, like why else? What, what what can you do? I suppose that's the. Mm. But like to be honest with you, they could have brought on Jacob Ramsey at put on Ramsey at. At, at halftime, <laughs> you know, it was that comfortable a game, and that's well, after the fourth goal went in. You could you could have brought on our under 17s I thought, because you know they had so many players that were just missing in action. Yeah, Jeff Hendrick touched the ball about ten minutes into the second half, and I went, "Oh, I forgot he was playing." Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. absolutely it's, not. it's great to see guys like Dwight Dwight Gale come on, not have a massive impact in the game. Um, obviously, he, he likes to turn up against us as well, doesn't he? Uh, absolutely, absolutely, Callum Wilson. Played that game yesterday, didn't do much. Andy Carroll threw his weight around. Uh, I thought Nakamba was amazing. And, and Nakamba was amazing because under Steve Bruce, it's a very strange one. They see He seems to, and maybe it's because Andy Carroll just seems to think he can do it, but Andy Carroll seems to think he's totty. And he seems to come back into that kind of three-quarter Easter role um, for Newcastle. And sometimes he pops up out on the left and he pops out up, up, up out on the right. And, yeah. and you're kind of going, fair play to you, you know, for wanting to get on the ball. And, and he's not a spring chicken anymore, Andy Carroll. And, and like the best of his years are, are most certainly behind him. But that was never his game. It's never going to be his game. Um, I think he's doing it more out of frustration than anything else because it's just, he's yeah. not seeing the ball. He's not, he's not getting enough service at all so he's going looking for they're, they're, like they're a poor side to be to be and they shouldn't up. be because they've got some good players they've got they have, some yeah. really but good it, players like you said it in the preview game preview yeah now they've got players there that can hurt you but just like they played so much of the game of five at the back and you just and they weren't playing you know brazil 1970 you know they were, they were playing another premier league team that should be on near enough the same level as them albeit mm. we've you know surprised everybody this year but they, they showed us too much respect they gave the ball away too often um i thought they were i thought they were poor um a special mention i think the the thing that happened yesterday they got the biggest cheer in their house was uh maddie target's tackle on monkey mm-hmm. i thought it was a brilliant tackle and a tackle you don't see enough of and i, I love to see a full full-blooded tackle from two players and our player coming out on the on the right end of it, you know. So um, I think his, uh, his ego was hurt and that's why he stayed on the ground for a couple of minutes afterwards. But it was an absolutely savage tackle. Um, you mentioned Nakamba there. Nakamba, I thought, by far and away, the best game I've ever seen him play. Um, it just it just goes to show he had a little bit of freedom and, and a lot of room and a lot of space. There's a footballer in there. There's definitely a footballer in there. I think he broke some record for uh, uh, pass percentage. It was 67 passes attempted and 66 were completed. Yeah. 
something like that. Yeah. Well, one, out, one out of 67. To be honest with you, it's... It's not something that I would have ever said would have been his strong point as well. His his no. metronomic nature. I actually think that that's probably one of the one of the, the things that I would have said surprised me the most from him. He got on the ball a bit. No, he didn't. He didn't move too far from his station, which was fine because that's what we want him to do. We don't want the cavalier at defensive midfielder, and he moved it about. And it it begs. I suppose it begs another question, Paddy. And I think I text you this as well. Uh, and fair play to Douglas Louise. I love Douglas Louise actually on, on social media because he just owns up to stuff and he talks about it and he's very frank and honest. And he said, Hey, thanks everybody. I know I gave the ball away a good bit today. It, I know what I did. And, and and that was one of the things I suppose they the, the kind of um that I took away from it that Douglas Louise is so so good at being that shield, that defensive midfielder. I think yesterday that I, I certainly expected way more from him, but I was wrong to expect more from him. I think that's what my hindsight is telling me, that uh, it's, it's, it's very difficult to, to turn off the tap or to turn off the, the switch of defensiveness in the back of your mind. And um, we highlighted a couple of times last year, like there were certain times during matches last year where Douglas Louise would draw an imaginary line in the field and he would not go past that line. Uh, and yeah. you could see it in his heat maps. It was ridiculous. But um, I still think, I think that was probably one of his more average games, but it's fine because the team didn't need to be good. They did what they needed to do in the first 42 minutes. And then they literally phoned it in after that, which was absolutely fantastic to see. Uh, and, and I was delighted with it. Um, I actually backed Douglas Louise to score. I backed Douglas Louise, put a tenner on him at I think it was about eleven to one anytime goal scorer or something like that. To, uh, I, I think I put put money on him to to score, but um, my big bet nearly came in. It was Ali Watkins to have two shots in target, Barkley to have a shot in target, and Villa to win. And when Barkley's effort at the back heel. And when the ball came across the box and it went over and, and Barkley's header in the first half, which he probably should have stuck, even mm. though it was a difficult header, I think he should have at least gotten on target. I was ruining that because uh, I would have been in a fur coat and a crown today, Paddy. I would have been really <laughs> blinging it up uh, today because that would have been, uh, that was that was a nice bet. But uh, unfortunately, it didn't come in. Unfortunately, it didn't. Half of, mine, half of mine did. I had Watkins to score first and I had him to score a hat-trick. So... I was well covered on my uh, six to one on Watkins for the first goal. <laughs> um, I, I just fancied him. I thought it was the day that it, he was going to do it. I think I think I said it in the preview. Um, mm-hmm. it was the day that he was going to bag a goal, and you know, just hope he pushes on and gets a few more and keeps people a bit quiet about him because those that don't watch the full game and there's many of them out there that like to criticise, you know, the work rate is phenomenal. We've gone into it so many times. I'm not going to go into it again. So. Um, I thought I thought he was fantastic um, all throughout. He's been fun, fantastic all throughout the season, as are so many of them. So I, I wouldn't have a bad word said about him, regardless of how many goals he scores. Once there's goals, mm. in, that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm 100 percent on that. And as anybody knows, listen to the podcast. I just marvel at his movement sometimes. Um, did we talk about Bertrand Traore's goal? We did. We did. We did. Yeah, but we did. Yeah, that'll tell you. Mm. Um, uh, someone, someone. Well, actually, I'm doubting myself whether we did mention him now. Ezri Kanza. I didn't mention him. You might have mentioned him. <laughs> I barely remember what we spoke about in this podcast. Uh, Ezri Kanza, uh, absolute legend so far this season, has been absolutely excellent. I 
nearly wet myself laughing this morning reading Ashley Priest. Ashley Priest of the Borough Mail, he said that Ezri Kanza could have played in his, in his uh, dressing gown and slippers. And you know, sometimes when you read something that you that shouldn't really be that funny, but you actually break yourself laughing because uh, you've, you've gotten imagery in your head from it and you can't get it out of your head. And I was watching, I was, the image I had of it was Jason Callum Wilson. And he's he was kind of sliding across the turf because the slippers were falling off and he was trying to do up his dressing gown. I'm actually going to go off laughing again. The image I have in my head is hilarious. It was, um, he was absolutely fantastic. Fantastic yesterday, and um, he's just he, he's just as reliable as reliable as a, a, a as a small cooking pot. He's just brilliant. Like mm. um, it calls for him to be in the England squad. Best uh, you, I, I I don't want any of our guys in the England squad. I want them to continue to play for Villa once we get into Europe. Yes, absolutely. Call them all up for the Euros. Uh, but <laughs> up until then, they're mine, and I'm not sharing them. That's a <laughs> that's kind of the, the 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 thought process I have here at the moment. Because uh, as I say, the games are taking fast, and who knows what way Euro 2021 is going to be um, this year, um, especially even the warm up games and so on. But at the risk of of uh, pissing off some of the fans out there who want a lot of guys to play international football. And in a normal year, I probably would. I would absolutely be clamoring for for the likes of Matty Target to get in there, uh, at least get a sniff in a friendly. Um, the likes of, as I say, Ezri Kanza to get a look in coronavirus world. Uh, I don't want any of my guys straying outside of B6, never mind uh, straying, outside of, straying outside the country. Yeah. So um, for me... Absolutely brilliant. Love, love everything that back four is doing. Love everything, um, uh, everything Mings, Target, Cash and and, and Esri Cancer are doing. But uh, I kind of just want to see them in a carrot and blue shirt for the time being uh, and be a bit selfish about it, uh, mm-hmm. especially in coronavirus land. But um, you never know. In fact, as vaccinations start to happen, uh, then international football can proceed. But uh, until then... I won't be a very big um, uh, fan or, or supporter of international football. Yeah, I'm not too bothered about it either. Well, I, I suppose it helps the fact that we're absolutely useless. Yeah, Ireland are poor, yeah. yeah. That, that's coming from someone that goes to Ireland games home anyway. So I have absolutely no desire to watch international football in, in our current guys. So, uh, you know, I remember in the 90s when the, the people were clamouring for some of our players, the likes of Ekiog and Southgate and the likes to be uh, brought into the England squad, Lee Hendry, I remember. And then every time they were, it felt like they were leaving. All mm. the talk was, they're gone, they're gone, they're gone. Like I even remember when they used to sing, you go, you go. I remember one fella writing in one of the fanzines, please stop singing you go, because he probably will go. <laughs> yeah. Now, whether he's been he called up for England. So like that that was just back then that was all we talked about. But I think we're I think we're a different uh, a different animal now that we don't need to sell players. Um we've we've got mega rich owners who you know who believe in the project, they believe in Dean Smith, they believe in, in who he brings in. And I think no matter who he asks for, he'll get providing it's not absolutely astronomical and I don't think he's the kind of guy who, who goes about buying 50 or 60 million players um, there's an awful lot of money wasted you, you look at 
Donny van der Beek not getting in a Man United, the amount of money they spent on him is just scandalous. So he's assembled a very, very good squad, probably a couple of players short. We might see one coming in over the next couple of days. I think that's highly likely. And uh, yeah, I think we'll be in a good place by the end of this month to, to push on. And, and, you know, I think I think once we get over this run of games, that they can make a push at Europe. I, I think they, they might take it down to the wire if, if they can get good results out of the next five or six games. I think they, I think they're the most important now to see out and they, and they will define our season. Um, so, you know, here's looking forward. It's, you know, we, we got very angry here at a match during the week because <laughs> of a questionable decision that we, we just can't get our head around. And as a result, we, we got a goal yesterday, which is questionable, ultimately didn't cost Newcastle the game, I'd say. They, I think they were more concerned that they, they challenge on the goalkeeper or should I say the lack of challenge of the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper came, punched the ball, and if anything, he came through a bunch of players that Esri Conza was in, and they were blaming in Esri Conza for fouling him. That was the second goal, was it? I'm trying to remember. Second yeah. goal. Um, you know, it's it, it, it wasn't by any means a classic. It wasn't a classic game. It wasn't a classic performance, but everybody that did their job as, as would be expected. And the, uh, we can grind out these games without having to go full tilt for 90 minutes. That will save a bit of energy coming into the, the, the last of this, whatever it is left, 15 days or whatever we have, five games now. So yeah, fingers yeah. crossed we'll, we'll push on and be strong for, for Burnley on, on Wednesday. And uh, it's great to see, uh, you know, the, the likes of uh, Trezeguet, El Ghazi, Wesley, and a few others are... are really pushing to get into this team now so there, there'll be a lot of players on their toes and and doing what they're told so uh, if not you, you could end up like the like of Trezeguet through no fault of his own would probably still be playing um, but for COVID and but for that little injury he had at Christmas so it's things like that that rule you out and could rule you out for a couple of months just because whoever gets in ahead of you then makes the position their own so it's good to have that competition um, and long may it continue and, and, and onwards and upwards. Absolutely. And I think uh, I think you've basically said everything that I want to say there. Uh, I probably just do have one one more thing to say on yesterday's game. Uh, when Villa were just completely bossing it and passing the ball around and people were calling it, people called it sloppy. I can understand maybe why it was sloppy because we could have gone forward and got goals. But when you're protecting, like I, I do think that Villa just basically spluttered along. I think the, the edict from the, from the line was, that's not the way anything silly. Let's just play this one out and we've mm. got fish to fry as this goes along. But Doc Carragher spoke very, very well of us. He said that he actually asked to be involved in Villa games now, that he wants to watch Aston Villa, that we're a good attacking side, that we're well marshaled, we're well, uh, we're well drilled. And look, I've been pretty um sometimes I have a crack off pundits uh, just on the basis, especially like Gary Neville, the United game. But it is nice to hear them talk talk nicely about us, you know. Um, on the converse side, it's important that we do tell them, <coughs> excuse me, do tell them when they've, uh, do mention when they've done a good job. I'm sure they don't care whether we tell them or not uh, because we don't pay their wages. Um, uh, I didn't watch any of the Sky. I was blessed with uh, Andy Townsend and Les Ferdinand on my uh, be in sports, I think it was. I watched it on. Um, but it it is great to see 
ex-pros, even if they are, you know, the celebrity ones from the big clubs that Sky tend to employ for the games. It's great to see that they, they're, they're talking up Aston Villa and, and we are a genuine threat now, I think, at this stage. But, you know, it'll all fall away to nothing if we don't pick up points over these this run of games. And it's absolutely pivotal to our season, I think. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're going to leave it there, guys, uh, as I say, because it is... Uh, well, we're not, because once again, I've done it again. The Lakers sportsman, the match, Paddy. Well, what are you going to give it to? I think it's got to be marvellous. Yeah, why not? Why not? Marvellous Nakamba. Absolutely. He, he was very good. A marvellous marvellous performance by a marvellous player. And I think we I think we saw a different side of him. And with, with, with passing rate like that. And they weren't all 10-yard passes either. He showed a range of passing that we hadn't seen before. But uh, absolutely for me, he was man of the match. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So well done there. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, you can catch Paddy on at Villa Paddy. You can catch myself on Love McGrath Pod. Uh, we'll be back again. Uh, I've I've got a there's once again the podcast medley that I that, that we have organised for you guys over the next few days is still on its way, and um, this will be out late Sunday night. There's going to be another podcast dropping midday Monday as well. Um, a nice little chat I had with Villa Analytics on uh, Morgan Sanson. And, and a few other little things as well. That's going to be dropping on Monday uh, to tide you through the Monday and Tuesday before uh, the Wednesday game against Burnley. And I'm sure we're going to fit in a little 10-minute re- preview of the Burnley game as well. So no rest for the wicked. More games means more content. And uh, hopefully we'll have a little bit of a uh, celebration of a new player coming in in the, in the next few days as well. But uh, as always, thanks everybody for listening. If you can like and share the podcast on Twitter, Facebook, wherever the hell you you see it. I don't do too much on Facebook, mostly on Twitter, but if you could retweet it, if you could like it, if you could share it out there and tell other people about it, we'd really, really appreciate it. Um, I have a couple more hats coming in. I know there was a couple of people who were asking me about the hats and I was out of stock of them. I have a delivery of hats coming today or, t- or tomorrow or, or Tuesday. If anybody wants any hats, uh, the price list is on. It's pinned to the top of my Twitter. And we can post anywhere in the world as well. Uh, I think most of them actually are in North America at the moment, <laughs> um, which is uh, which is great to see. Uh, but yeah, as I say, anybody who wants a hat, just give me a shout. Um, I will have a stock of those uh, from, we'll call it early this coming week as well. Yeah, so we're Newcastle vanquished on towards Burnley. We've a chance to right or wrong after we had nearly 4,678 shots. Uh, on their goal last time and couldn't get one in the back of the net. Hopefully we um, hopefully we can avenge that uh, this coming Wednesday. But before that, we'll be back to you with a preview show and also the chat with Villa Analytics. But until then, all that's left to say is up the Villa. Up the Villa. Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.